Hi, this is Jessica Ray, and you're listening to the FSF Podcast. The show that realized our jokes probably weren't funny, but, you know, we left them in anyway. <laughs> our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give Red Shirt Crewman number 2002. She'll know that when she puts on the red shirt and joins the crew of the Enterprise and their struggle against Master Org, that she didn't leave her family destitute and without hope because the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund has her back and what's left of her Ranger helmet. All right, guys, welcome to the FSF Podcast. Our guest today is an actress, a clothing designer, and an author. Uh, now, we'll be meeting her in person in September at the Monroe Pop Fest down in Monroe, Michigan, just south of Detroit on September 15th and 16th. Now, tickets for that uh, event are still available on the Monroe Pop Fest website. We'll have that down in the show notes down below. So you guys are going to want to check that out. Now, as far as Jessica is concerned, you've seen her on, on like America's Next Top Model, uh, General Hospital. There's been a few other uh, shows that she's been part of. And of course, there is that whole Power Rangers Wild Force thing. Yeah, maybe that was a thing that you that you got to know her from. Uh, but we are very excited to uh, introduce you, if you're not already knowing about her, uh, to Jessica Ray. Jessica, welcome to the FSF podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you. This should be, uh, for you, a moderate amount of fun. We're just going to be giggling all the time over here. So, uh, <laughs> Just so happy right now. <laughs> I'm just here like... <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, so, hey, Jessica, one of the things that we always love to do with our guests is we love a good origin story. We're nerds. Nerds love origin stories. We like to find out uh, the origins of our heroes and the origins of the villains that they fight and all those fun things. So, but I, we like to look at our origin stories a little bit differently. We would like to know what got you to be the person you are sitting across the table from us. So in the story of Jessica Ray, what were your influences as a young lady that made you want to reach out to be an actor and a clothing designer as well? Actually, when I was young, I did not want to be an actor or a clothing designer. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> I um, wanted to be a pediatrician because I hated my pediatrician and I thought I could just do better than her. So, um, I just, I always thought that I would uh, be a doctor. And also my parents are immigrants. Um, they came here from the Philippines. Actually, my my dad is not an immigrant. I don't know what my dad is. My dad was born American, but in the Philippines. So okay. he, he could come here whenever he wanted. Um, but anyway, he came here from the Philippines. He fought in the Vietnam War. And my mom also came from the Philippines and they just came here with nothing. And so um, they worked their tails off and they had us kids and they were like, you're going to go to college and you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or I think those were the options, like a nurse, an engineer, maybe that were the kind of the options that we were just expected to be. Um, so I just was like, okay, doctor. Uh, but then I realized, you know, I'm, I don't like blood and, and all of that. So I, get I that, yeah, yeah I, wasn't. I would put a damper on being a doctor a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't become a doctor. <laughs> I, uh, I studied business in college because I felt like I had to choose something. And so I just chose business really. 
there was no desire at all. It was just like, okay, I got to choose one of these things and it's not going to be healthcare or medicine. Um, so I chose business and then I graduated and I was like, I don't want to do this. Um, I'll just go to school some more. <laughs> this, is, this is kind of an ugly story. Um, oh, I love it. I, I graduated with my degree in accounting and I was like, I don't want to be an accountant. That's like boring. So I went to get my MBA. Actually, I applied to, for my JD MBA. Um, so I took the LSAT and everything and I was accepted for this joint degree and then at the last minute, I was like, I don't want to do law school. I will just get my MBA. Meanwhile, <laughs> I worked as an accountant at a TV production company. And that is where a person who worked there kept telling me, you must act, you must act, you must act. And I was like, leave me alone. I love my calculator and my tiny little office. And she would not leave me alone. So I agreed to go on one audition so she would leave me alone. And I went on the audition. It was for Kellogg's Raisin Bran Crunch. Um, and I booked it. And I made so much money off of that one commercial that I pretty much paid for my grad school. And I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. I could do this again. <laughs> uh, this is back in the day when commercials would pay a lot. Now they... Sure really. Um, but anyway, that, that is how I became an actress. So yeah, I didn't grow up wanting to do that. I actually was very shy, um, introverted, um, didn't have very many friends. I loved to read. I graduated with like a 4.7 GPA. I just loved, um, school. So yeah, I mean, I guess you could call me a nerd perhaps. <laughs> perhaps but yeah just just a little uh, just a little a, a little little bit yeah just, just a little um but yeah I, I mean i i do enjoy making people laugh and so i love that part about acting okay so the, the me sitting here with my high school uh b plus average going wow you could get a 4.7 all right. I didn't know that was a possible thing. Uh, <laughs> With like all the AP classes mm -hmm. and uh, I did take AP physics. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I took every AP class that was available. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And when, when I was in, in college, um, after like the first year and a half, you have to like sort of pick your mate, you know, your concentration and, the counselor was like, um, don't, she goes, pick anything, anything but accounting, because it's so hard. People end up dropping out. They end up switching majors. It's a waste of time. You're not going to do it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do accounting. <laughs> so Fair. that is how I chose accounting because she said I couldn't do it. That, that seems to be a, a common trend with people who are incredibly well-educated and just kind of determined to be the best is they just go oh you told me i couldn't that, that that's, that's exactly what i'm gonna do i don't know if i was even like determined to be the best i have this like weird light shining on me right now so i'm like trying to avoid it um i just yeah like i didn't like it when people would tell me i couldn't do something 
mm-hmm. like that I was, you know, just not I that it was impossible. I was like, no, I think I'll do that. For example, um, no one told me that this was impossible, but uh, last week I realized like that I needed a haircut and I had cut my hair like a few months, I don't know, maybe six months ago and it was totally crooked. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I like put it in two ponytails and I woke up and took a shower and then I like cut it and it was awful. And then last <laughs> week I was like, I need a haircut. My hair is getting too long. I'm just going to cut it myself. And my neighbor was like, why, why would you do that? Like, wh- why would you do that? And I said, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I can. <laughs> so then I watched this video. I-, I found a girl on Facebook who, or on Facebook, on YouTube, who kind of had hair like mine. I watched the video once and I'm like, yeah, I can. I think I can do that. I I can do it. Halfway through, I was like, "What am I doing? Like, I need to just go and have someone fix this." And then I just, I was like, "No, I already started. I'm just gonna keep going." And mm-hmm. um, and I did it. And my hair, like, it really, like, it looks fantastic. Looks great. Yeah, <laughs> it, you did a fantastic I job. I saved myself like a hundred bucks or something. There you go. Um, and you know, it was just like I think I can do it. So, my daughter. Um, last week went to her second ever gymnastics class and I look up and I see her doing a back handspring and I was like, kind of mad. Cause I was like, what, like, what are you, this is not safe. Like, what are you doing? You can break your neck. And then after class, I was like, why did you do that? And she goes, I just kind of felt like I could. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you think that? And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute wait a minute mm-hmm. that's like me oh because I, i'm your mother yes yeah. okay got it so, so apple tree <laughs> right like right there there you go right <laughs> so I, ha- I i can't like be mad about it that my daughter and really she's very determined and i mean who just that's says awesome. oh, i think i can do a back handspring and then randomly just does it like i don't know it was weird <laughs> but, oh, i love it that's fantastic i little, love the determination though yeah little that's power awesome. ranger in the making maybe there you go <laughs> Speaking of Power Rangers, part of the reason for our conversation today is that we're very excited uh, to be joining you in a few weeks at the Monroe Pop Fest on September 15th and 16th in Monroe, Michigan. Uh, Having been one of the Power Rangers since 2002, what have been some of the favorite moments from past conventions? Uh, Oh, okay. Probably top three is that we had a girl come and visit us on set from, I I believe she came from the Make-A-Wish Foundation and um, she, she like loved me and the Red Ranger. And we just spent all day with her and we chatted with her and her mom. And she had like so many Power Ranger toys. She showed us pictures and her name was Noreen. And I just was like, I'm never going to forget her, like ever. And at the last Power Morphicon in Pasadena, she came. Oh, cool. She was like, I don't, like her her mom was like, I don't know if you remember her. And I was like, I told you. (laughs) Like, yes, I remember. I remember you. And so we took pictures, we caught up, we chatted. And, um, and it was amazing because she even wrote me a letter I kept this scrapbook um when I was on the show 
of pictures of the kids that would come to anyone who would come to visit us and their fan mail. And she wrote us this really nice thank you card. And so I gave Noreen this like entire page in my scrapbook. And so now I was like able to add to my scrapbook and I I posted about it and I just was so happy to see her. It was really one of the most wonderful con moments. That's awesome. I love that story. Yes. Absolutely amazing. That if you're listening over over the years that happened. That's so great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously incredible. I mean, this wasn't a con moment, but the first kid who ever came to visit us from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, I was, I was a wreck. I mean, they had told us this kid is going to come. He has leukemia. And I was like, like, you know, we're just letting you know to, you can like mentally prepare. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can do this. And I was on set when he came. And I remember like they were zoomed up like real close for a shot. And I saw, um, the set door open like in the very back and then I saw this like little boy wearing a blue Power Ranger suit and I looked at him and I just like lost it I I mean I've been done yeah I just lost it so Mm -hmm. they told me they sent me to my room they were like go to your room you can't be like this and I was like yeah I'm gonna get it together like I'm gonna get myself together So I went to my room, I like cried it out and then I came back out and we hung out all day. His name was Joseph. And I told his mom, Kara, that as soon as we wrapped the season, I was going to fly to New York and see them because I knew that he was going to make it and be okay. And so when we were done with the show, um, that was the first time I actually ever went to New York. I bought a ticket and met up with them. We went to the arcade, we hung out. And so cool. And it was wonderful. And Joseph did make it and he's still alive. So had a boy, Joseph. Yeah. That that is amazing. I can't even that is very cool. I can't even comprehend the emotional just ordeal of being put in that situation. And then it was a lot. And just it all working out in the end is it it's beautiful. Yeah. It it was um such a like a blessing and an honor to, you know, I mean, this is their like last and, you know, supposedly dying wish Mm -hmm. and to want to meet us. I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't like wrap my mind around it, you know, like why us? Like, why would you want to meet us? (laughs) We're gross. (laughs) I mean, that, that is the, the power of the Power Rangers. I mean, when I was a kid, my my Power Rangers were Mighty Morphing. And when I first met them at my first Comic-Con, when I was almost 20 years old, I cried. Yeah. Fully grown adult. And those yeah. were my heroes. And it's, that's what the Power Rangers do. It's, I mean, it is incredible. Like, like here's another quick story. Again, not a con sure. moment. But that's okay. People will ask me like, "Oh, do you ever get recognized?" And I'm like, "Rarely. Like rarely it, it rarely happens. But when it has happened, I'm always shocked. Like is someone playing a joke on me?" <laughs> it's like, and, who paid you? <laughs> and I just don't forget it, you know, because it doesn't happen very often. But I was in New York 
um, having dinner with some friends and I paid and then we left and we like, we're almost to the corner and our server starts like running after us, like waving the receipt. And I was like, oh my gosh, like was my credit card declined? <laughs> I just was seriously like, I am so embarrassed right now. I don't know what's going on. And he was like screaming with the receipt and he's like, can I have your autograph? And I was like, what? <laughs> was like, oh, that's funny. That's what? awesome. I, I was like, how, and my friends were like, okay, how much did you pay him to do this? And I was like, no, what? And he goes, I am from Peru and I grew up watching your show. And that is how I learned how to speak English. Oh, wow. Wow. And That's... he was like, I love you. And I just was like, oh my gosh, like this is like, again, like this uh, just crazy moment of like, what an impact our show had on people. Like he learned English, yeah, you know, that? watching our show. And he was from another country and recognized me. Crazy, crazy. Wow. Just I know. <laughs> That's a really cool story. Well, thank you I, for uh, having me share. I rarely get to like tell people this. Oh, we love. Sometimes I, I tell like, myself, but. Uh, that's okay. Honestly, we'll just shut up and let you keep on with stories. Yeah. These are good. No, no. Uh, we, we got questions, but we don't need to ask those. Just keep no, going. I want we, to answer no. your questions. I want. We can to have a four-hour interview. I'm fine with it. I got time. Exactly. I got time. We're fine. It's all good. Uh, okay. All right. Since you're not going to share any more stories, I'll ask you a question. Here we go. All right. So in addition to the many things you've done on and off the screen, uh, you, I saw that you also wrote a book as well called Decent Exposure. Indeed. Oh, I Cool. I always love to make sure that I get those things right. I have before asked somebody something like, no, that's that's the other Jessica Ray. This one, you know, <laughs> sorry, Mario, that Jessica Ray is in another castle. Um, <laughs> but now, according to Amazon and Goodreads, it's getting a, uh, about a 4.2 star out of five star reviews. And in my book, that's a five star in this day and age. That's impressive to me because anything over a four uh, in the age of uh, we're going to dump on it just because we can is is very impressive. So let me ask you this. When it comes to this book, tell us about the the premise of the book and, you know, how it came to be. And do you have plans for other books? So the book um, has sold out, which is wonderful. And I am working on a revise, like a new revision, um, an updated okay. version of it. It is a coffee table style book. So it has tons of photographs and graphics. And I made it that way because I realized that most people don't really read books these days. Um, so I wanted to make it engaging. I, I'm not sure mm -hmm. if that's a, an unfair characterization of most people, <laughs> but um, the the book is actually geared towards tweens, teens, and young adults. And I don't know that many in that age range actually read for fun. Um, so that is that is why it's a coffee table style book. But um, it's a book about beauty. Uh, because that's the age when girls start to just feel, um, what is the word I'm looking for? 
they just start to feel imperfect, particularly mm-hmm. now with, you know, in the age of social media and oh, God, know, body image issues, while comparing yeah. themselves to mm-hmm. photoshopped and filtered images mm-hmm. of an AI now, um, you know, so it's a, it's a rough age. So, mm-hmm. so the book basically talks about beauty um what that is how we are all made beautiful and our our imperfections our flaws are what make us unique and beautiful um and then it you know it kind of goes from there with all of the issues that girls that age have to deal with no that's great i I have my daughter's 16 and getting her through the the 11 to 13 range Mm-hmm. was super tough because yeah. of all the body image issues and then yeah. and then she had well she had an illness on top of that and then you know so there were some some other things affecting all of that but that's a rough age for young women and uh, yeah i mean as a as a boy growing up you know when i did i mean yeah there was some some body image stuff and there was some things but you know what i didn't realize the amount of pressure that young girls were under till i had a daughter yeah. in my own home and it's just it's ridiculous. So I think it's awesome that you have a book that that addresses that and talks about those very topics. Thank you. Yeah, that's no, that's that's good. I, that you know, that's the type of thing that that people need to be seen more of, instead of seeing the oh, you have to look like this, and here's mm-hmm. here's the thing you have to be, you know, uh, and you've got somebody who's, you know, put more money into plastic in their body than they have, right. and you know, somewhere else. And it's just, it's an unrealistic expectation of what, you know, what people need totally. to achieve. So I love the fact that, that you, that you highlight the imperfections and that, that those are, those are beautiful things. And they are, they're, you know, our differences are what make us beautiful. And they, you know, that they're also what bring us together. I, hopefully right. it should be, you know. And if we all so, look the same, that would be, be boring. A, I mean, you, you guys would look very handsome. Obviously, if y'all look like me, but Obvious. you know, obviously, <laughs> mm, I mean, <laughs> look, I, it was a cheap ploy at my own, you know, pumping up my own ego, Ben. I was just going with it. So I'm here to keep you level, buddy. That's right. He's my adult supervision today. So. Indeed. Okay. So you've mentioned your MBA going into accounting, obviously your acting career, uh, but you also have a swimwear line and your fantastic website. Uh, oh, God, I lost the, the thing on the... Oh, jessicaray.com. I don't know how I lost that on the page here. <laughs> but out of all of that, you have an even more substantial role. That's probably the greatest job ever of raising three little ones. So if any of your young children or any young person watching or listening to this interview wanted to follow your example to get into acting or entrepreneurship, what would be a piece of advice that you would give them to kind of set the ball rolling? I mean, you have to really want it because both of those things are very hard to do. Um, You know, it's, it's a lot of work and I, I know that it seems like I just, randomly became an actress (laughs) without working at it. So I might sound like a bit of a hypocrite. Um, But after I decided that I did want to do it. So 
going back to the story, I did the Kellogg's Raisin Bran Crunch commercial. And then um, I told the agent, like, okay, you can send me out on some some more things. So I worked on commercials for about a year, but, you know, and I, I booked maybe the first two or three auditions. And then after that, it was a lot of no, 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 no. Um, and then I was about to graduate with my MBA and I'm like, well, I can't just sit around and audition all day, like without having a real job. So I better go find a TV film agent if I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sent my headshot out to like 150 agencies and having no acting, um, experience or expertise. Like I hadn't taken any acting classes. I had just worked on commercials. You know, no one wanted to sign me. There was just this one hole in the wall agency who signed me and she happened to send me on Power Rangers and I happened to book it. Um, Again, after that, it was, it was hard work. It was a lot of no's and a lot of rejection and a lot of, um, you know, people tearing you down. So Oh no, they said you're not. It's always that you're not enough. It doesn't matter enough of what. You're not tall enough, short enough, you're not curvy enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not Asian enough, not Mexican enough. Like I'm not even Mexican. <laughs> why am I like why am I being so like um offended and hurt by, you know, by all of this? But it's just constantly that you're you're not enough. And so you have to really want it and um and want it you have to figure out what it is that you want like if it's that you love to act um then why aren't you just going and doing like community theater and um and acting you know and acting and things like this a lot of people say they want to act because they love the craft but they really just want to be famous fame and fortune yeah yeah so i don't know i guess that's another path that you take if you just want to be famous um and then with the entrepreneurship again it's you know it's hard work it's like takes away from your sleep especially if you have kids like me Um, i was telling my daughter the other day because she is starting her own business she is 11 um i was just you know I helped her start the thing. She makes the product and I, you know, then she got some orders and I'm like, okay, this is what you have to do. You have to like pack it. You have to make it look pretty. You have to put this marketing stuff inside. And she's like, Oh, like, I just want to make the thing. And I'm like, no, when you're an entrepreneur, it means you basically do everything, right? Mm -hmm. Do everything. Like Mm -hmm. when I was pregnant and had two babies at home, I was packing swimsuits. I was calling my friends. Hey, can you guys come help me? I'll pay you with pizza, you know, middle of the night, just working all night long. Um, And you, you know, you got to really want it because if you don't, you're you're just going to be like, I'm tired and I'm going to go to sleep. (laughs) This isn't worth it. It'll get done sometime. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Perseverance in both things, I would say, is the tip. Um, if you want to be an actor or if you want to be an entrepreneur. I think that's just good life advice, honestly, because oh, yeah. any anything that you want in life, it, it's if it's worth having, it's worth working for. 
you know, yeah. and, and, and you have to show that that level of dedication somewhere, somehow along the way, because if if you want to get here, but you're not willing to get past here, no matter what it is, uh, you're going to fail. So, yeah, and I mean, nothing is easy. Not, you know, nothing is going right. to be handed to you on a silver platter, I guess, unless you're, I don't know who. Unless you're very independently wealthy and you don't have to work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know. Got a, got a couple uh, billion in the pocket there. That, yeah. that right. might help you out. Uh, you, know, you know, Bill Gates' kids, if he has any. I think right, exactly. That, but, you know. Like the royal families and, you know. Right. The Gateses and all the other Isses, yeah. you know. Exactly. Yeah, but, so. But the advice of just go for it is fantastic. Because I, from what I find, there's a lot of people who want a thing, but they want to start at, like, step 20. Right. It's like, you got to start with step one before you get all the way over there. Right. No, and I mean, the first thing you do is always going to kind of suck. Like, Mm -hmm. people think that they're going to start out and it's going to be amazing, you know? Like, um, Mm -hmm. the I don't know, my friend wants to start a podcast with me, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing, but we just have to do it. And she's like, no, we have to get this equipment. We have to get this. We have to get that. And I'm just like, why don't we just like do it and see, you know, just like, and just see, um, see what happens because it's not going to be perfect the first time around. And then, you know, there's always room for improvement. So I don't know. That's just kind of how I am with anything. Understood. I feel like I started five new companies in the past like three months. And with most of them, I'm like, I don't really know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm just doing like, as long as you get up and make motion keep pushing forward. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you just got to keep going. You got to keep going and some things are going to fail, mm-hmm. but some things might not. That's why you got to, you know, start five and not just one. Absolutely. <laughs> I started podcasting with just an iPhone and this, this, the, you know, holding the the speaker microphone right up to my, you mm-hmm. know, that's how I started. I didn't have a boom mic. I didn't have, you know, any other equipment. I didn't have, you know, uh, you know, any fancy editing equipment. I was just doing it all from my iPhone and trying to figure it all out. And that was. Yeah. Fun. And that might be me in a couple of weeks. <laughs> like- well, hey, now I can, you have I can, some friends that can give you yeah. some advice. I'll give you some. I, I can give you some tips that'll help make it a little easier for you. I would but, love. It. But yeah, there, there's actually a phrase that I heard not too long ago that is like exemplified by what you're saying. Is I no longer say things like "this isn't going to end very well." It's "this isn't going to begin very well." Yeah, you never know how it's going to end. Never. Correct. I mean, you never know unless you try. So. There you go. Very, very cool. Well, speaking of something that uh, that we had to end up trying in my house, I was checking out your Instagram page uh, where you have documented your experience as a homeschooling parent. Yes. Now, I wanted to bring this up because, like I said, I find this interesting because my daughter's 16. I homeschool her. Kathleen, uh, who's my co-host, who's not here today. That's why we have the lovely Ben on the screen here. Uh uh kathleen has a i think honor is nearly five she's right around there she's somewhere yeah she's a preschool pre-k somewhere in that that range uh but she's just starting her homeschooling journey and so they're yeah her and her uh, kathleen and her husband john are, are working through that 
So my question for you uh, with that really long rambling introduction is, what is the biggest lesson that you've had to learn as a parent of a homeschooled child? Patience is key. I lack patience. <laughs> my husband, <Me> too. <laughs> my husband makes up for what I lack. He is the most patient person on the planet, probably. Um, and so my husband obviously like works all day long and I'm home with the kids. If there is something that I start to get very frustrated about, I just say, put it aside and your daddy will help you when he comes home. Because I, like I, I've tried and I start to get really frustrated and I lack, you know, the patience that is necessary. So I, you know, I am very lucky to have a husband who is willing to help with the homeschooling. Um, some of my friends their husbands, it's not really that they're not willing to help, but they just don't have the time sure. to help sure. and to do it. So I, um, I feel very blessed that I have that support. Um, but also just like a lot of things just don't really matter. Like, uh, like to teach them certain things. I'm just like, why does this why do you have to learn this? Like, why do you, you know, the way that we homeschool is it's a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of reading. So I actually barely do anything these days. Um, I'll check the work. I'll, you know, read the compositions. I will edit them. I will listen to, you know, we're doing public speaking right now. I'll listen to all of that. But okay. um, I just like, a lot of our homeschool is life skills. Like my, my kids built a chicken coop with my husband and that's awesome. they're like nine, 11 and 12 and they're out there using power tools and measuring and building things. Okay. Um, Practical experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Cooking. Like we do a lot of cooking. Cooking has a lot to do with measurements with, um, with timing, which, you know, a lot of people can't cook because they can't time things well. They'll make one thing and then it sits there and gets cold while they go and make the other thing. They can't multitask and and do everything at once. Um, but a lot of our history, we travel a lot. So it'll just be, you know, the first time we ever went to Rome, like, okay, this is your, this is gonna be your ancient history. We're gonna go to the Colosseum. We're gonna, you know, go to all these museums and see all these ruins and, you know, experience all these things in real life so that you can remember it and not just, you know, read it in a textbook um, and then memorize it for a test and forget it and, you know, not remember anything when you're an adult. That's fantastic. Um, I, I, that's definitely a thing with modern education. Like if you ask me, anything that i learned from school it's the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell and columbus sailed the ocean blue and oh god yeah i can't even remember that one 1492 1492 right? yeah there we go almost forgot it uh <laughs> but the fact that i can only remember those two things i guarantee your kids are going to have meaningful life lessons and an education that will last them forever 
if they physically experience the things they're learning. Right. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I just like I learn right alongside with them. And another tip I would give for homeschooling parents or people who want to homeschool, because I, I hear a lot of people, oh, I can't do it. Like I'm not capable. I'm not smart enough. Or a lot of people will say, I'm going to homeschool until high school because I think I'm smart enough to do that. And then in high school, like I just like, you know, I won't be able to, but there's nothing wrong with learning right alongside your kids. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of the things they learn, I'm right there with them. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know that. Or if they have a question, like, don't be embarrassed to be like, I don't know, but let's look it up. Let's go get the dictionary, you know, like let's, let's find the video and see what this means. Um, So, I mean, we have so many resources nowadays to, you know, you don't have to know everything about everything. You just have to be willing to learn. See, and that was for me, that was actually the biggest thing for me. I was scared to death because I'm horrible at algebra. I always have been. Uh, I I was good with math until uh, the devil put the letters in the in with the numbers, and then my brain just didn't process it, and I it just doesn't work out well for me. Yeah, <laughs> that might be why I didn't do good with uh, future science classes either. Uh, but <laughs> and so I was honestly very concerned about that. I, I don't understand this. I don't know that. I don't know this. You don't have to know everything. You you know. You have to be willing to a learn or b find someone who is who does have that skill exactly. and can, you know. And so, fortunately for me, my wife works at a at at one of the universities nearby, and uh, so we have access to all kinds of tutors and and professors and all these different things who are willing to help our kids because my wife they know my wife and they like her and she's a far more personable person than I am, and so they like her quite a bit. So that's helpful for us, but. You know, each one of our kids has had has had some level of tutoring from somebody yeah. at the university. I mean, if you don't know something, I mean, it's the same thing with, you know, people will put their kids in piano lessons because they don't know how to play the piano, but they want their kid. You know, it's it's the same thing. Like if if you don't know anything about physics or whatever, find someone who does and, mm-hmm. you know, and get them to help and um it's just, it's been great for us because uh, we just go and learn about everything about everything. There's no limit. There's no um, like, oh, this is the, we don't really use a, a curriculum, like a box curriculum or anything. There's no curriculum mm-hmm. that we have to be like, okay, these are the things we have to be learning. It's like, no, you know what? We're going to get an aquarium pass this year and we're just going to go and learn all about everything at the aquarium. And absolutely love that. That's that it. Fantastic. I wish I had that when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's so great. And then it's, you know, because we homeschool, we can go when it's not crowded. And, you know, when the kids were really little, we had Disney annual passes and we would just go. We had this app on our phone for plants because Disney has like one of the biggest and gardens. And so we would go and just snap all the flowers and be like oh what's that oh okay like that that's this kind of flower and that's this kind of plant and um and it was really cool and that's just the way you know even my my sons love bugs um so we bugs. were insects, not insects i'm sorry insects so we were um we were in italy we were in florence at a cafe and my my friend was just like yeah um my neighbor is an entomologist. And my son was like, oh, I think I want to be an entomologist one day. 
And she goes, well, let me see if he'll let us come over. So she calls him. We go over to this guy's house. And um, like, I've never seen anything like it. This room was just full of dead and alive insects, but in, you know, containers and stuff. And so he just starts like pulling them down. And he like, he spoke English. um, And like, he's just showing them everything. And my sons had these like stick bugs that were like this big crawling all over them. And these like green leafy bugs that looked like little avatar characters like climbing all over them and I just was like they were so happy and I'm like I'm just gonna go downstairs and drink coffee (laughs) I have to (laughs) just like leave this room because I don't need to learn about this (laughs) like you can and you love it but I'm gonna go drink coffee so then um I went back upstairs and the the entomologist was asking in Italian because I speak Italian. He's like, "Do you um, do you stay here?" Was the verb that he used, and I w- thought he was asking like, "Are we staying in that town?" And I said, um, "Not here in this town, but in the next town over, we're staying." And he goes, oh, "Okay." So he starts taking down this bin. Oh no! <laughs> and he thought I said that we li- we lived there that like we lived there. So he starts taking down this bin with giant African snails in them. They're like this big. And he starts- I know those, they're amazing. Yeah, he starts like giving one. And I was like, oh no, no. I was like, no, no. (laughs) uh, I said, no, we live in the United States and I cannot take that on an airplane. I'm like saying all of this in Italian back, but I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. My sons were so sad. They were please. And I'm like, How no, how are we gonna take a giant African snail? So he gave them many dead insects for their boards at home and their walls. And you see how you have like all the toys back there? Uh-huh. My kids, my son's room is covered in dead insects. That, so that. that was my childhood bedroom. Yeah. I had a pinned up scorpion, oh, yes. I had beetles Pins. and everything. They have and we have friends all over the world who will like save dead insects for us to you know for the next time they see us and so we have a friend and actually it was danny danny jacobs he used to live in sedona and Mm -hmm. in arizona they have all of the crazy you know scorpions and tarantulas Mm -hmm. and all the things and so he would save them for the boys and they were just so so happy but um you know it's just one of the things about homeschool that I don't know if other little boys who are in regular schools get to go and play with insects and giant African snails all day long because they want to, like, I have no, no. idea, but my, you know, my, no. it was just one of those things. Not a that, thing. Yeah. My boys were like, you know, he just randomly said it in the cat. I want to be an entomologist. And I'm like, yeah, he does. Like, but that's just, I don't know. It was probably one of the best days of their entire lives. <laughs> now, I have I have two little micro questions before I get to the actual next question. Yes. Uh, one, did did your kids get a picture with the snail like on their face? Um, I, not, so many people yeah. that find them have that picture. Not on their face, um, but I have a funny reel on my Instagram of like, normal kids 
want a cat, like say, I want a cat or a dog. And then it's like my kids. And then they have this like a giant. Maybe the snail. <laughs> I would probably do yeah. the same. Uh, but the, the other little question is the app you mentioned, is that iNaturalist or Seeker? Because those no. are the apps I use for that. It was, oh, I don't even remember the name of it. And I, I probably have it still, but like, you know, it's one of those things I haven't used. So I have to like re-download it. Um, but it's really cool because, you know, I, I mean, a lot of things it's like, is that, is that poisonous? Like, should we be walking in that? Or, cause we, we go hiking a lot. We, we just go outside a lot because, you know. I feel like kids need to be outside running around and not just sitting at a desk all day long. Mm -hmm. I actually almost stepped on a huge snake. Um, and it was terrifying, but my boys of course were like, that's not a venomous snake. That's a nice snake. I'm like, it's an eight foot snake. It's not a nice snake to me. (laughs) Nope rope. That's a a danger noodle. Nope rope right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so enough about all that nerd stuff. We're going to get into other nerd stuff. Uh, (laughs) So one of the most popular ideas in science fiction is, of course, the crossover. Uh, Comic books, uh, other things like that. You have crossovers with the Power Rangers and the Justice League and the Ninja Turtles and Godzilla, uh, just to name a few of the crossovers. So if you can have Alyssa the white tiger wild force power ranger your character crossover with another hero from another universe who would it be and what's the mission i would i mean i would have to say spider-man because my husband loves spider-man um you know going back to the to the bug talk i know spiders aren't bugs my my sons would get on me for that got my little lego spidey yeah um it would have so on our our wedding cake (laughs) (laughs) on our wedding cake we had um Alyssa, my action figure and a (laughs) spider-man that's fantastic (laughs) that is so great so i don't need fancy wedding toppers you just go to go to toys r us when it existed and just get yeah two action figures you're done like, why so i'm sure people were like you guys are weird as heck um but anyway that um that would be who the crossover would be with the mission no idea <laughs> i mean at that point if you got spidey and just like some teenagers with attitude i don't think there is a mission i think they're just hanging out I think maybe we're homeschooling the world. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, Peter is a chemist, so that we're, makes a lot lot of sense there. Yeah, we're teaching the world all about science because Alyssa was like, she studied science and nature in college. So I think it would be a good, a good match. There you go. All right, cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am loving right, this interview, by the way. I didn't know I was so nerdy before this conversation. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Glad to help you out. All right. So enough about that nerd stuff. We have another, okay, the next nerd stuff. A different nerd uh, thing. A, a different nerd thing. So our final question, we got we call it our silly question. Uh, you can answer this as serious or as silly as you'd like 
And we asked this question because we don't think adults get this question asked of them often enough. It's like, it was cool when you were a kid to get asked this question and then people just stopped. So Jessica Ray, what's your favorite dinosaur? I don't even, um, it would have to be one that flies. Which ones fly? There's a lot. Wow, that's just the one I can know of off the top of my head. Pterodactyls are just kind of scary, though. I don't want to be like a scary one. Let me... I want I want to be one that flies, because if I'm going to be a dinosaur, I have to, you know, at least have that power. I, I mean, on Power Rangers, I was a, like, my Zord was a tiger. But oh, Alice... Wow, there's way more than I thought there was. Yeah, there are. Uh, how about the Archaeopteryx? That might be a good one. Kind that of, sounds amazing to me. The, oh, the, yeah. The okay. image doesn't work at all, but. <laughs> no, I can kind of see it, but it doesn't look terrifying like a pterodactyl. <laughs> Mouse says one of the oldest known birds that lived during the late Jurassic era. Mm-hmm. It was an ancient, ancient bird like dinosaur. Uh, the late Jurassic was about here. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Ages of rock. I love it. <laughs> More nerd shirts. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Very cool. So, Jessica, thank you so much for being on our show tonight. Uh, where can people go find you, all your information, any projects you're working on? Please let us know. You can find me um, on Instagram. My handle is the real Jessica Ray, which I know is a horrible handle, but there's a fake one who's just using Jessica Ray. And I'm the real one. So the real Jessica Ray is me. Um, and I mean, I'm also on, on Facebook, but I mostly just cross post from Instagram. Uh, you can find my swimwear and my clothing at jessicaray.com. And I started making these nerd shirts. Um, I'm wearing one right now. It says go, go power Rangers with a, the physics uh, equation for power. And those are on my Etsy site because again, it's one of those things that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to do it. So there was a bunch of nerd shirts on my Etsy site and the page is Jess, my life, J E S like my name, my life, just my life um, on Etsy. And I have a bunch of physics nerd shirts, even for kids. <laughs> Very cool. Probably be there in like five minutes to buy one. <laughs> so expect an order to pop in sometime soon. Awesome. But, but yes, we will be sure to put all those in the links in the description below. Uh, so people can find all your other works and all the things you're working on. Yes. Excellent. and I'm going I'm to be doing a lot more cons this year. So I'm excited. Um to be at Monroe Pop Fest. That's my next yeah. one up. And then after that, I think I have like one every month at least. Very cool. All right. Hey, Ben, real quick, remind everybody where they can find out more about what you're doing out on the interwebs. Oh, yes. You can find me on TikTok at Hardy underscore healer. Uh, that's Hardy like heart. But I do a whole bunch of stuff on there. Uh, pretty much all my social medias are Hardy underscore healer. Uh, very cool. All right, guys, I want to remind you that subscribing is the single most important thing you can do to ensure that we get more amazing guests like Jessica Ray here. 
and uh, have some great conversations for you guys to listen to. Now, remember, you're going to be able to meet Jessica in person at the Monroe Pop Fest on September 15th and 16th, 2023, here in Monroe, Michigan. So uh, tickets are available on their website right now. There's some really cool VIP packages for not a whole lot of coins. Uh, it's a it's a really cool deal. It's a really cool venue. You guys are going to check that out, and we'll have that website listed down below for you guys, so you can pick up your own tickets. But be sure to check out Jessica's swimsuit line, her her really cool uh, nerdy shirt line uh, that Ben is going to spend his whole last paycheck on, and you're not <laughs> going to want to miss the rest of her works as well. Jessica's got really cool stuff out there. But however, if you are not happy with the content of our show today please do feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department, Toxica. Although her schedule is pretty full, trying to undermine Master Org and expose him as a human, she will review your complaint forms, but only if you send two copies addressed to the Duchess of Org. We wouldn't suggest calling her grandma either, and not even as a joke. She wasn't a big fan of that, by the way. <laughs> but if your complaint forms are properly addressed and she's not plotting currently against Master Org, or shooting magic beans from her wand to reform the fallen org, well, then she might just squeeze in a little bit of time and dispatch some of her underlings to handle the source of your complaint. And since Ben is here today as our guest host, we ask that you spare him and go after Kathleen instead for putting him in this position of failure alongside with me. <laughs> I think this is a great success. I don't know what... what do I was you... talking about me, not you. I'm the oh, failure. Oh, okay. That I... <laughs> It was, it was a it was a chance at self-deprecation so anyway thank you jessica for coming on the show thank you ben for being here and helping out and that's going to wrap us up guys for the fsf podcast goodbye bye <laughs> copyright 2023 fsf podcast Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by FSF Popcast. The views expressed by the guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at info at fsfpopcast.com. Original music by Jordan Michaels.